Welcome to Truthiverse, the number one podcast for free and discerning minds. I'm your host, Brendan Murphy, author and founder of The Truthiversity. As a freedom hacker and truth addict, it's my job to help you reclaim yourself from illusion and live in your power. Living in truth sets you free to holistically upgrade your entire life so you can explore infinite possibility. Join me as we hack our way to a higher evolution. Hey and welcome. Truthiverse is an audience-supported podcast and an audience-supported Substack as well. You can find me over there on Substack at official Brendan Murphy. And if you enjoy this work, please join the growing body of consciously evolving minds and voyage with us into forgotten and forbidden realms of knowledge. So do hit that like button, share with your fellow seekers, and if you hadn't yet, please do consider becoming a paid subscriber, whether it's over on my Substack or through buying me a coffee right here via the podcast. Also, feel free to check out my private evolutionary accelerator, Evolve Yourself, over at evolveyourself.live for the free masterclass. And of course, I do invite you to join me inside the members-only Truthiversity for all premium content, including part two of every podcast. See truthiversity.com for more information. Researching, writing, and podcasting is what I do full-time, so thanks in advance for your support. It does mean a lot to me. This week, it's my pleasure to bring Joaquim Hagobian back on the show. Now, just in brief, Joaquim is a West Point graduate, a former Army officer, and author of Don't Let the Bastards Get You Down, exposing a faulty U.S. military leadership system based on ticket-punching up the seniority ladder, invariably weeding out the best and brightest, leaving mediocrity and order followers rising to the top as politician bureaucrat generals designated to lose every modern war, U.S. war, by elite design. After the military, Joaquim earned a master's degree in clinical psychology and worked as a licensed therapist in the mental health field with abused youth and adolescents for more than a quarter century. In Los Angeles, he found himself battling the largest county child protective services in the nation within America's thoroughly broken and corrupt child welfare system. He's also authored a monumental expose of the pedophilia network, which we'll mention during the show and towards the end as well. I'll give you some links there to get in touch with um, Joaquim's work. And without further ado, let's bring him on to talk about what everyone's talking about at the moment, the Israel-Palestine situation, and get into a little bit of the perspective that just, you know, accidentally gets omitted from um, the mainstream world and even a lot of the alternative media. All right, enjoy the show. Been doing it now for 10 years. Yeah, okay, cool. Cool. Before that, I, I was a, a therapist working with children for many, many years, like 27 years. Um and then, of course, I have a West Point background and spent a little time in the military as a young man. Um, those were some heady days, uh, heady and heavy, <laughs> both. Um, but, yeah, it puts me pretty much where I'm at now, here in Bali, enjoying the, the good life. Yeah, brother. <laughs> well, I'm glad someone is. Um it's a good place to operate from if you're going to do the, you know, the kind of heavy sort of heavy lifting that you're doing as well, because God knows, uh, you know, you're dealing with a lot of stuff on a daily basis that is pretty intense and, you know, pretty, pretty heavy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, when I, I started out 10 years ago in America doing this and, and I figured, well, you know, I'm going to be on some list. They're going to give me some shit. And I don't have this illusion of security being here because if they want you, they can get you anywhere in the world. You know, they can track and all this kind of shit. So, but peace of mind, peace of mind. That's what I got here that I didn't have in America. And of course, we all know, you know, like they have that expression, Rome is burning. Well, America is burning. In fact, all of Europe and and basically Australia, New Zealand, all of the, and we can get into this, but 
all of the continents that are the wealthiest with the dominant white population, they are the target because they become the most resistive to the new world order, one world government, totalitarian police state. So they've been targeted. And, you know, the numbers are dropping as far as population. They, they are in a full-fledged depopulation agenda now. And, uh, you know, it's working so far, and they're working on uh, nuclear war now. So Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I don't think it ever has been as obvious, the depopulation agenda. It, it became, in 2021, it became so obvious it was undeniable and unavoidable. It was in our faces every day. Yeah. I mean, the, the pandemic overreach, that's what did it as far as a lot of people are beginning to get it, you know. And the damage is there if you do any kind of research at all. I mean, it's overwhelming. Uh, and and the population, I believe, is shrinking. I, I believe, you know, we don't know the real numbers. Uh, it's, it's impossible to track exactly. But it's many millions that have died so far. Many millions will continue dying. Uh, and then they've got all these weapons of mass destruction that are other than you know, the pandemic, and they got more pandemic. It's all bioweapon, and, and they got them all lined up. You know, they got bio labs everywhere in the world, and uh, they can pull out anything that's far more lethal than that fake pandemic that they gave us a few years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let's, let's, um, one thing I really want to get into, uh, you know, early on, right off the bat, is, is this very, uh, dramatic situation that's being broadcast obviously something is happening something very significant is happening in in israel and palestine and gaza uh, and you, i know you've been interested in this this realm for a long time for many years much longer than most people and you you actually write about it you published an article recently on uh, jim fetz's blog i saw which i've read um yeah. so you know you're one of the more to me anyway one of the more knowledgeable people and someone who understands the sort of globalist big picture kind of aspect of it rather than getting stuck in the oh this side and that side and whatever all that sort of tribalistic stuff um, which is super unhelpful, which is still where most people seem to be, unfortunately. Even in even in the truth community, you know, um, we see a lot of this. Yep. Even people who who are starting to catch on to other things like the scamdemic and whatever, they, they this Israel Palestine thing comes along and they're boom, they're like taking sides as as per their programming. It's unbelievable to watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got us pretty well brainwashed into thinking like white and black. You know, this guy's the good guy, this guy's the bad guy, and and. and you know, whoever they're pitting against each other, it's not them. It's the fucking monsters behind them that are pulling all the strings. And the people are very slow to catch on to this reality because oh. it takes into account, you know, the, the di dynasty families that have been in control for centuries. You know, that those are the real enemies that are doing all these weapons of mass destruction to depopulate our planet. It is them. It is not this group versus this group. But people are have a real, they're so entrenched in that kind of black and white thinking that uh, it's hard for them to get out of that. And, mm. it, and it is like a brainwash, you know, mind control brainwash. Completely, completely. I mean, you know, people are lied to from day one of their lives. And then, you know, it's like a fish born into water. The fish doesn't really have a concept of water. It's just surrounded by it all the time. It's just the way things are, right? It's invisible. And that's the way I, you know, I compare that to the way that we're brought into this brainwashing machinery. People don't see it because it's there from day one. It's invisible to them. Um, yeah. 
and, and you know, I, I just I've got some things I want to touch on, but uh, even um, I just got a message ten minutes ago, ten minutes before we were scheduled to start, from a guy I haven't spoken to in many years, and he this this dude was living in Australia. He's actually the older older brother of one of my friends from from you know childhood. Um, and I don't know how he ever saw anything I, I posted on Instagram, but I got a message from him 10 minutes before we were scheduled to start. It's the first time I've heard from this guy in like 20 years, right? Basically lambasting me for you know, my delusional points of view about, you know, what's going on on the uh, Israel uh, Hamas front. And he, the idea was, and I, I want to, I'll, I'll circle back to this, but I was just speaking to the programming aspect of this. Like this is someone who was raised primarily, as far as I know, in, in Australia. So they weren't even in the bubble of like the Israeli bubble where the propaganda is at its most intense and the filtration of information would be at its most intense. And we know that the the IDF, I just posted uh, a short little video, Joaquim, and I'm sure you could talk about this kind of thing. And I think if you want to, please do. Um, I was talking about a guy I met around 2014 who had worked in the IDF, and he told us about how they roamed around the the region of, uh, you know, Palestine, Israel, and they actually put up, the IDF put up propaganda posters that were anti-Israeli propaganda posters designed to make it look like it was created by um, by Palestinians, uh, Hamas and what have you, so as to continue to foment this, this hatred and this division and this conflict to keep it going. This is the Israeli government doing this, psyoping its own people. Um, but not everyone can seem to grasp this, that there's there's this other level of agenda here playing out. Yeah, Um I mean, there are a lot of people that are getting it now. And, and I, you know, I, I've never been one to, like, uh, you know, fall into this whole, oh, he's the good guy, he's the bad guy. But I have to say, the more research I do on these so-called Khazars, Ashkenazi, non-Semites, uh, the more research, and, and, you know, you do a little history that, uh the King Bulan and the ultimatum that Russia and the Slavs and our surrounding peoples made because they were engaged in all kinds of satanic kind of ritual and blood sacrifice and all this for, and they would steal from people on the Silk Road, you know, uh, and, and kill them. And I mean, <laughs> from the history beginning, you know, over a century ago, uh, these people haven't changed, and they've infiltrated all the governments, all the, you know, UK is loaded with them, United States, Australia, all of them, Europe, all of them are loaded with these people in huge levels of power. You know, I mean, it's unbelievable. And of course, they look out for themselves, and they raise up and, and hire within the families and all this kind of shit. And they have this unbelievable amount of power on this earth plane almost like you know the old expression uh the devil's dominion is the earth well who's the devil you know <laughs> I, I don't want to black you know just paint a whole bl blank picture because of course they use the anti-semitic label as their weapon so you can't say anything about israel you cannot criticize or you might even go to jail they've got all kinds of laws against this now where you can't even talk about reality you can't even tell the truth without some kind of punishment like you are a bad guy an extremist a terrorist you know they all all this lined up to protect and insulate their evil 
you know? And it's just, and they've had this for centuries. For centuries, they've been pulling their shit. They're very intelligent in the way of how to connive and, and outsmart people, take advantage. I mean, I, and, I, and I'm not just drawing. I always have to go back. We always have to do this caveat. Well, no, they're not all this way. You know, there are good people. There's a whole bunch of them that are good, you know, and, and they're out of the loop. They're not the powerful ones, you know. And what we've seen is these non-Semites have basically abused their own people. So, you know, the, the Ashkenazis, they were the ones that were lined up in all the concentration camps of World War II. Uh, and and then they're abusing the 80% of the Palestinians that have Semite blood in them. You know, I mean, they are the non-Semites, you know, the, the anti-Semitic. They are that because they're killing these people. And, you know, I mean, that is their agenda. It's a genocide, apartheid agenda. It's been this way forever, you know, from 47 and 48 all the way to now. That has been their agenda. Get rid of these people and take over. And they they did it, and they, they had no legitimate claim to, oh, we're reclaiming our old homeland, our ancient biblical homeland. Bullshit, you know? It's all lies. So, you know, it, it's hard for me to, to, you know, witness this and not speak out. I cannot, you know, I have to keep going as long as I can um, because the people have to know the truth, you know, for them to get a consequence for their, you know, criminal behavior. Right, right. And, you know, the more people who are aware to the agenda and what's going on and don't fall prey to the propaganda and the division, that really helps to undermine the, the general effectiveness. In the end, you know, gradually it undermines the effectiveness of what they're doing um, when we stop empowering them and withdraw our energy from this ridiculous system of mind control that they've set up. I want to ask you, Joaquin, specifically, like we've been told, and you've, you've, I've got your article here, you know, we've been told that um, on the Saturday of October, um, let's see. Seven. It was October 7. We've got this music festival on the southern Israel border next to Gaza. Attack, murdered by Hamas, you know, paragliding into the area with guns blazing. How on earth could Israel's, you know, defense forces possibly drop the ball on this? Well, they didn't drop the ball. They planned it, set it up. That It's all about that. Um, they knew everything was coming. I mean, there, there was, I mean, first of all, who's got the best intelligence network in the world? Israel. I mean, and, and the Mossad and, and the military intelligence there are so, they, who's got the best technologies, you know, the most advanced technologies? They've surpassed Silicon Valley with this. And they've, in December 2021, less than two years ago, they spent over three years building for almost a billion dollars a new wall between, you know, the Gaza Strip and the, the West Bank, separating them, putting them into this open air prison, the largest in the world. They spent all this money, all this time. They got all the advanced sensors going. Anybody comes close, they know there's 
you know, the, the reality is if a person comes close, there's 20 jeeps out there with rifles pointed at them. That's the reality. So all of a sudden, <laughs> whoops, you took us by surprise. I mean, if, if you just do a little basic research, it's, it's totally unfathomable that they would even be able to get away with this because it's absurd that they were surprised. They were not surprised. They set it up. And I reckon it, I mean, and then, you know, I ran across in my research that not only, you know, with them being the, the best at figuring shit out when it comes to intelligence and the, the quote, enemy's next move, so to speak, uh, but I, I came across articles where the Egyptian intelligence was filling them that, hey, there's all this activity going on in Gaza. They knew about it. They set it up. So I reckon it to Franklin Delano Roosevelt back during World War II. They were not in the war, America, you know, and it was like December 1941 when Pearl Harbor happened. Well, they'd set up an embargo against Japan they set it all up so Japan would become the aggressor, and they knew, intelligence knew. We're talking like, you know, what, you know, over 80 years ago, the intelligence back then knew that there was a Japanese attack coming. It was all mapped out, and Roosevelt played passive, just like Netanyahu, and uh, let it happen over thousand. Americans' lives lost, the whole naval fleet out there. My dad was on submarines. He happened to be out at sea at the time in a submarine, so he didn't get it. But a whole bunch of ships wrecked and the start of World War II for America, you know? But, it, and then you even go to, you know, what? August, Maui fires. What do they do? They send all their emergency head people off the island and then do the strike you know the whole you know um direct energy weapon attack you know i mean that's what they do they they get rid of the people 911 you go back it's the same deal what do they do the NORAD North American uh, Air Command what did they do they sent all the Fighter jets off for testing. It's the same bullshit game they play every time. Why? Because it always works. The people don't get it. That's the problem. They use the same method of, of, of deception over and over and over again because it always works. The vast majority of the people just accept, oh, those terrible terrorist Arabs are doing it again to us. War on terror, here we go, you know? Uh, same thing over and over and over. And when you watch this, you know, you actually get, so you know what their next move will be. And, and, and you know, and, and that's why, you know, it's a matter of, Eventually, maybe we may reach critical mass where enough people get it, and then there, you know, finally becomes some kind of consequence for all the criminal behavior. Maybe I, I'm not even convinced it's going to happen. They might annihilate the human race, and the the there's we never reach critical mass. You know, it's yeah. a race with time right now, really. 
because they know that more people are getting it and they know that there's going to be all kinds of karmic consequences involved for their criminal behavior for centuries and that people are finding out. So they're racing, they're escalating this, basically the genocidal war against the human race is being escalated uh, as we speak. Right. So coming back to, you know, the the Israeli government structure and good old Netanyahu himself, he apparently, from what I've been reading and hearing, he's been in quite a bit of, um, well, he's been seen rather unfavorably in recent times by his own people, right? So um, lo and behold, what a beneficial coincidence this happens to be for, for good old Bibi, right? Right. I mean, it's so... <laughs> It's so evident that he he was on his way out. You know, I mean, he has so much of a backlash. The people are against him. And, and, you know, I've done the research with a lot of the uh, Israeli newspapers are very critical. They blame it on him, which is rightfully where it should be. Um, Of course, you know, again, you got to look at the bigger picture. Bibi is a puppet just as every single president, prime minister, you know, they're all just puppets. They all do what they're told. You know, there is a high command elite that have been running everything for centuries, and they are the ones that give these orders and demands to the puppets. So, but yeah, how convenient. This guy was on his way out, and now he's looked upon by the world. Oh, this poor man, you know, just trying to protect his people, you know. And it's sickening. It's sickening to have to go through this over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I noticed some of the, you know, the sort of, I guess people would call them the conservatives, the right-leaning, uh, you know, influences or talking heads, like, uh, for example, Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro. They've been on this, they've been on this, the, the bandwagon of, oh, give them hell, you know, hit them harder than they hit you. Like, yeah. it's like, instead of stepping back and, and advocating for like a next level, like a meta level understanding, how do we work work this shit out? How do we figure out a way towards peace? How do we neutralize and defuse this situation? They're actually out there in the public with their massive audiences calling for blood. And it's the blood of the innocent Palestinians that's being spilled right now. It's not the yeah. the people who they think these these mysterious bogeymen who are being being decimated. It's the innocent men and women who've had their water shut off and their power shut off and all this stuff. I mean, what do you have to? What do you when you see like Jordan Peterson saying something so stupid as "give them uh, hell"? What goes through your head? I mean, I've I've seen him interviewed and he represents a lot of the truth. Uh, he's got a lot of insight. I, I've looked up to him, actually. Uh, he's a fellow psychologist, you know, or, you know, therapist. Uh, but when you see him make these kind of comments, uh, it's like, has he been bought and sold too? Right. And there is some evidence that he has. Uh, so it's like, and, and there's a lot of people quote, influencers that are very popular and have big following and have a lot of money, send people sending money to their cause. And, you know, I, I think they're spreaders of disinformation themselves uh, a lot of the time. Maybe yeah. they get some shit right, but, you know, uh, yeah. I, I think a lot within the, quote, alternative news um, media, I, I think they are bought. 
and sold. Uh, mm. They're not much different from the ones in the government offices, you know? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, very disappointing. Very disappointing to see that. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it was it was on his podcast, possibly, or some somewhere he actually got to interview. You may have seen it. Uh, he got to interview Bibi Netanyahu. And they had this conversation that I saw part of. And some of the stuff that Netanyahu said was so ludicrously disingenuous and, and dishonest and inaccurate that I can't believe that he even felt like he could get away with it. But Peterson didn't pull him up at all. Like when when Netanyahu says things like, oh, you know, we've never hurt any any Palestinians, this kind of stuff, you know, nobody got hurt when we did this thing or that thing. And it's just pure fantasy. Like if you go and actually look at the evidence, it's like thousands and thousands of people died, right? But no, 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 that didn't happen according to Bibi. Like, well, I mean, what goes through your head when you see this guy operating? Terrible. It's terrible. I didn't see that interview, and I, I think I just get upset if I did. Um, but it's nauseating to to see the the brown nosing, you know, uh, Peterson to do that. I mean, that, that's incredible. Cannot call him on it, you know, because I've always looked at Peterson like, well, he tells a lot of truth. So you know, you would think that he would be, uh, you know, shooting holes through Netanyahu's bullshit. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's very disappointing, and you know, it it, it 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 just tells me that a lot of the alt news media has been bought out, uh, and, uh, and and you know, I, I think that there there are people that tell too much truth that are always kept down from getting a big following. I, I actually believe this, um, and uh, they 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 will br- make. S- certain selected individuals very popular uh and they they tell a lot of truth but not the whole truth and they mm. keep a lot out you know that where it's untouchable topics uh so yeah I, i'm disappointed in the whole alt news uh biz um there's a lot of disappointment to go around but the the evidence of this being an inside job, it's their Pearl Harbor, it's their 911, all you know, in-house made. Um, and, and also, I mean, you can just go back in a little bit of history. Uh Netanyahu has supported Hamas. He he he's come out against Abbas, the guy from the Palestine Authority that's been around forever. He's 87 years old now. Um and, 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 you know, it's the same old method, divide and rule, divide and rule. You, you keep them apart, the West Bank following, and, and then, you know, the Gaza. And, and that's, that's how he's maintained control. But he has actually funded Hamas. I mean, just like they funded the Al-Qaeda. They funded ISIS. They're behind. And America's right there with them. Uh, and the Gulf states, too, the Arab Gulf states, they're all guilty of funding terrorism around the world because that's their little proxy war of terror. And, and so they keep people afraid and controlled. And it's just divide and rule, divide and rule. They keep using it. And that, along with the dialectic of, you know, introducing the problem that's all theirs that they created and then... They get the reaction to scare people of all this bad, bad, bad. And then they bring in their solution, which is more control. 
and they keep using recycling this dialectic over and over. So between deception, divided rule, and the dialectic problem reaction solution, bam, dystopia, here we are, totalitarian police state, Marxist totalitarianism. We have no more, you know, republic where there's freedom and liberty. It's all the Constitution. It's all been just, you know, it's a lawless world right now where anything goes. I mean, they're they're running out of funds for Ukraine. So what do they do? All that money, that's Russian money that they froze in all the accounts. And we're talking billions because of the sanctions. So what do they do? Now they're going to be spending Russian money to continue funding, arming Ukraine to kill Russians. I mean, they will use anything. Nothing is there. There's no ethics or, or principles or morality. And it is a Sodom and Gomorrah world. It really is. You know. Do you, do you think there's a, is there an issue? I mean, speaking of money, right, can you, um, do you have anything else to add around the issue of money, um, you know, being channeled towards Israel or through Israel? Is there a money laundering aspect to what we're seeing now, you know, in connection with the Ukraine thing? Because we know the Ukraine was a massive money laundering operation in part. Yeah. Uh, as far as uh, Israel's involvement, you know that they're involved. I mean, they and and Ukraine, well, first of all, there's a large Jewish, quote, Ashkenazi Jewish population in both of those uh, countries. Zelensky has said, we are the second Israel, you know, it's all about, you know, and then there's a whole movement where, uh, you know, Kissinger himself said, and it was like 2015. He said it a long time ago. And, and, and you know, by 2024, 25, he said there's not going to be in Israel. And it could well happen, actually. But there's a whole plan that they've got very organized where there are the Israeli citizens that are going to be relocating in their ancient homeland, Khazar. I mean, Ukraine. Um and so it's all been planned out. I mean, when uh, Zelensky made his uh, fundraising trip to America uh, a few weeks ago, where did he go? Of course, he went to Washington and Biden and the Congress and all this bullshit. But he also went to New York, where, of course, the UN General Assembly was active. It opened up again, more sessions, and he did his thing there. But he had a little secret meeting at the J.P. Morgan Bank headquarters. And who shows up? Oh, the ex-mayor, billionaire, Michael Bloomberg. Oh, uh, uh, that think guy, the head of BlackRock, he was there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all, all these big money lenders, the Jewish money lenders that are all set to take pieces of Ukraine and, and, and profit by it. Um, they were all there at this meeting, This and they called it, I think the Daily News ran the article, and they called it a secret meeting, yeah? Um, 
But yeah, th this is how these people operate, you know. And you better believe that Israeli interests, Rothschild. By the way, the Rothschilds have owned. They're the founders of Israel. They, without their influence and power and control, there wouldn't be a Jewish state, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, and they're not Jews; they're Satanists, you know. So, um, yeah, they're definitely so, not uh, not practicing Jews. <laughs> they are not, and uh, so yeah, I mean, they're the epitome of, of the, this uh, Khazar Ashkenazi Khazarian mafia, and uh, and their little chieftain, their little puppet chieftain is Netanyahu, of course, the longest running leader of Israel in all of history since 1948. You know, and boy. He's a bloodthirsty butcher and uh, and a, a total Satanist. I I I, I total and, and if he's not well, he's Illuminati. You know, he's Zionist. You know, you can throw all those labels and they all fit. You know, it's interesting. Um, uh, I was going to say here. So I, I want to. One thing I wanted to address in this episode was something that is. Something that a lot of people get stuck on or just can't seem to kind of get their heads around is that the there's the people of Israel and there's the people of Palestine. And then, you know, we have the people of Australia and then we have the government of Australia and we have the government of Israel and the government of Palestine. And, and these these corporate, essentially fictitious corporate legal entities, they don't they're not synonymous with the people. They're not when we criticize the state of Israel, what we mean is we are talking about the government of Israel, this criminal entity, this absolutely psychotic entity. We're not saying the people are this thing. We're not saying the people are the same. Most, I think, I think we could probably both agree most Israelis are probably decent people. And I know that a lot of them are sick and tired of the violence, the ongoing conflict, and they've made efforts at a grassroots level with, with Palestinians to try to move past this stuff. Um, but the yeah. government does not want that. The government doesn't give a shit about it, the people on either side at all. It's obvious that, the, that they don't give a shit about the Israeli people. Yeah, yeah. Again, you have to realize the bigger picture where all the governments, and, and I you know, write about this in, almost in every article now because it's so important to grasp the bigger picture. Every government is, a, is basically... A, uh, a LLC for the Illuminati controllers of this earth, the you know, dynasty bloodline families that have been, you know, <laughs> doing all the puppetry with the puppets that they select mostly. You know, I mean, it's all rigged elections now. Um, so, yeah, I mean, people have to get beyond it and, and say, well, it's not this country versus this country. It's not even this government versus this government. It's the people that are pulling all the strings that are pitting these different groups together in their name, really, because it's all their action. The puppets just do what they're told. That's all they do. And, uh, and then they're in front of the cameras. You know, they're the front people. Um, but, you know, if you want to look into the a little bit beyond that, then just go to the World Economic Forum and, and Klaus Schwab, you know. Go to Henry Kissinger and Associates. Go to the Rothschild Banking Dynasty, uh, you know, and how they managed to get control, where they basically create all the conflicts and the wars in the world and then reap all the 
financial benefits that only increases their power to buy off with bribery and, and sexual blackmail with trafficking children and, and all of this. And, and they own the world. They own the media. They own every aspect of our lives except our hearts and uh, our souls. Maybe those are the only things left. The minds are gone for the most part. Yeah, more people are catching on, but they've been brainwashed so long now. So basically, it's just the heart and the soul. They don't quite have that because they don't even have a soul. I don't even believe some of these people are even human. Uh, they're they're the what they call the Nephilim, you know, the fallen angels, the Satan crowd, you know. They're not even human, and they're total psychopaths. It's inbred, uh, and uh, they don't have the same DNA as uh, regular humans. Uh, they don't. They're very uh, different. And, and if you want to go a little further, and I know it's woo-woo land when you talk about this, but they are shape-shifting reptilians. <laughs> many of them. Many of them are. But we won't go there because, you know, some people just can't handle the truth when it comes to that area. Uh, but you know why do you think they're doing this whole push now with with the aliens everything's the aliens now that you know um because they're planning on you know i mean on his deathbed the nazi that they brought over from germany at the end of world war ii Werner von braun the first nasa director on his deathbed he told his assistant you know and he said to her many times they're going to do an alien invasion that's going to be all man-made, and it's going to basically put people into their cages of new world government. It'll be used as the last resort for complete, absolute, uh, dystopian kind of power control. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they brought out a few of the, quote, uh, you know, insiders that working in NASA, and they tell their story. And yeah, there are aliens, and but a whole bunch of them aren't. It's man-made. It's reverse-engineered uh, stuff that they are putting out there. Uh, some, but obviously, we'd have to be totally oblivious to reality to think that this little speck over here called the Earth is the only quote intelligent. And I, I don't, I use that euphemistically because obviously, look what humans do to each other. How intelligent is that? Um, but anyway, you get my point. We're not alone. And then, and then there's been situations at military bases. They're ready to fucking bring out the big silo nuclear. And all of a sudden, everything's neutralized and shut down. And, they, and then they actually see the actual UFOs doing this, you know. Um, so, yeah, there, there are the Earth is a way station for all of these different extraterrestrials that have been coming here. They've splintered the uh, Homo erectus to ho form Homo sapien, all, all of this stuff. I get into a chapter on that um, in the Pedophilian Empire book series on one. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, there's a big picture here, a lot to it. <laughs>
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and so many rabbit holes. And and what you know, for the record, if anyone's wondering what Wakim said about the uh, the aliens or UFOs shutting down, you know, nuclear uh, weaponry and you know interfering with these installations is 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 a documented fact. And there are videos even showing this stuff happening. Uh, well, not a lot, a lot of videos, but you know, it, it is a documented fact. Um, so, do you think the alien invasion is something that they is that a card they'll be playing soon? Do you think, in your opinion? Yeah, I think that they be bringing out these whistleblowers from NASA and, and, and kind of introducing and, and releasing more documentation on it. Uh, so, yeah, they're leading up to it. Uh, you know, the, the, like I said, there's a race with time. The people are getting more information about what's going on, and they know that there's going to be a backlash and there's going to be demand for accountability and and. And so that's why they're escalating all these weapons of mass destruction that they're using. They're converging all these crises on us for depopulation to neutralize our strength to hold them accountable. I mean, it's all about saving their own ass at this point. And they will use that card. You know, I I say, oh, they have plan A, plan B, down to plan Z, you know. And uh, maybe that's plan Z is the alien invasion type thing. Yeah, yeah. And you do, you in your article, you do mention this, um, <laughs> the foresight and how many, you know, plan, backup plans that these people seem to have um, organised in advance. Um, I want to quote from your article here. You have a great quote from Ron Paul going back some 14 years. And um, if you don't mind, I'm going to read this because I want people to hear it from Ron Paul because I know that this guy has been onto this for a long time and he he wouldn't have taken the um uh he wouldn't have taken the the house floor and said this unless he had a very good reason to so um what he said was what's happening in the middle east in particular with gaza right now we have some moral responsibility for both sides in a way because we provide help and funding for both arab nations and israel we have a moral responsibility especially now today the weapons being used to kill so many palestinians are American weapons, and American funds are being used for this. But there's a political liability, which I think is something we fail to look at too often because there's so much blowback from our intervention in areas that we shouldn't be involved in. You know, Hamas, if you look at the history, you'll find out that Hamas was encouraged and really started by Israel because they wanted Hamas to counteract Yasser Arafat. And you say, well, yeah, it was better then and it served its purpose, but we didn't want Hamas to do this. So then we as Americans say... Well, we have such a good system, we're going to impose this on the world. We're going to invade Iraq and teach people how to be Democrats. We want free elections. So we encourage the Palestinians to have a free election. And they do, and they elect Hamas. So we first, indirectly and directly through Israel, helped establish Hamas. Then we have an election where Hamas becomes dominant. Then we have to kill them. It just doesn't make sense. During the 80s, we were allied allied with Osama bin Laden, and we were contending with the Soviets. It was at that time our CIA thought it was good if we radicalized the Muslim world. So we financed the Madrasa school to radicalize the Muslims in order to compete with the Soviets. There's too much blowback. There are a lot of reasons why we should oppose this resolution. It's not in the interest of the United States. It's not in the interest of Israel either. It's been the same old story for many, many years, uh, and nothing has changed except there are less Palestinians that are working on, you know, getting rid of. I mean, they, they still, I mean, the population of Gaza, the average age is 18. Can you believe that? I mean, they're young. So they are producing uh, new generations, at least. That's good, actually, because they're trying to wipe out all, all the 
the basically Palestinians. Um, and they've been at it, what, since 1947. They've been at war and, and going on like this. They've been their target. And, and it's been, the whole world has just passively not even watched. They don't pay attention. And it's so ingrained now, oh, the old Palestinian-Israeli conflict. You know, it's like, you know, it's like people don't even think about it anymore because it's always been so much there. But it's tolerated. The inhumanity that's been going on, the, all the crimes, all the international crimes, they've gotten away with it for decade after decade. I mean, and, and Ron Paul was telling the truth. And there's so much evidence that Israel basically propped up Hamas as their divide and rule, you know, and, and keep them locked up in their open air prison. You know, I mean, it, it, the evidence is so overwhelming. Uh, and yet, does anything change? No, because the U.S. backs and supports everything. I mean, I actually believe that Israel is the one that's in control of the United States. Uh Look how much money goes out from the taxpayers of America to Israel. Every 10 years, there's like another 38 billion. They were always given the most money by the American taxpayers more than any other nation on the earth until Ukraine. Now that's surpassed now. I think it's up to 113 billion now uh, for Ukraine uh, and going up all the time, you know. They're lumping in now. Now they're because there are a few Republicans that are actually maybe Republicans. They're not a uniparty completely. Um, they got rid of the House Speaker for that reason because he's uniparty. Um, anyway, the point I'm making is is uh, they're lumping in now. See how all these things operate. They're lumping in. Money for Israel, oh yeah, you know, it's like stand up for Israel, stand up for Ukraine, stand. So now they're gonna try and do a package deal where money goes to Israel and then it's siphoned off and goes to Ukraine, you know, because there were Republicans that are real reluctant now to send any more taxpayer dollars to Ukraine, you know? So they're finding ways, you know, it's all interconnected, you know? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's worth, you know, almost worth repeating for people is that connection there because it's going to be overlooked and it's going to be whitewashed. Um, the fact that they're using Israel as a way to continue um, funding the Ukraine sort of indirectly. Um, Joaquin, I want to get, Joaquin, I should say, I want to get a comment from you. Uh, as I mentioned earlier at the start, I got this message from a guy who I knew like 20 years ago, uh, 10 minutes before we were scheduled to begin the show. And he was very clearly very pissed off at some of the observations I've been making, right? This is a guy who's clearly not been reading very widely. Um, and one of the things I, that he says, and this is coming back to like that tribalistic aspect that we were talking about, and this just blew my mind. I mean, aside from the general sort of lack of comprehension, this in particular, what I want to read this one sentence was mind-blowing to me because it's like, you could be completely lazy and apathetic and still know that this is wrong. You don't have to lift a finger researching this, but obviously, you know, people like you and my, you and me who are actively interested, we, we look into these things. But, I, I mean, I've been interested in this for 15, 20 years, and I'm sure you've been interested in this stuff for longer than that. He said to me, amongst his other very misguided comments, he said, 
Yes, civilians on both sides are being killed, but only one side is killing them based on hate of someone, based on their beliefs. And I just thought, what an incredibly, I mean, he must have been living in a cave or something to think that that there's no you know Israelis out there who actually harbour a deep-seated hatred and loathing for the Palestinian people. I mean, this is so widely documented and it's partly a religiously based thing, right? I mean, what are your thoughts when you hear someone say something like that? Totally brainwashed. I mean, you know, that you hear the expression, they use it all the time. Israelis or Jews, we have the right to defend ourselves. They use this whole mind control where the Arabs are hateful toward Jews. They really hate us, and they they do not. That their whole thing is they want to destroy the Jewish state. I mean, when this is kind of brainwashed into many generations um, of non-Jews. I mean, the, the, this guy's not a Jew, right? Mm. Uh, no, well, this guy, this guy actually has a Jewish background, so you know he's got connections. Okay, he's, okay. he's tied into well, it, so he's in the bubble. You know, amongst the Jews, they they go this way, but you're there right. are a lot of just regular people buy yeah. into this shit. Yeah. Uh, where you know it's it's all about defending religion, you know, and these poor persecuted. They've been persecuted for centuries. Yeah, there's a reason they're criminals. <laughs> yeah, I mean they were they were. Uh, banished from uh, UK centuries ago. Uh, and they tend to be banished from all kinds of places. They're kind of like the Jesuits, which are very much related. Uh, actually, they, they were uh, crypto Jews. The, the earliest guy in Spain that started it, he was a crypto Jew, the Jesuits I'm talking about. And, uh, and, and they infiltrate, I mean, it's all the same kind of methodology of subversive infiltration and then they they assassinate and, and do all this horror changing history for the worse obviously um but you know you, you just gotta call the ones that are doing the criminal activity what they are and, and that that behavior we know about and we're not going to accept it and we're going to do everything we can to hold them accountable now, that's a big question mark, too. How do you do that? Because they control all the courts, they control the media, they control the governments. You know, so, you know, that's a, a very uh, uh, good question. How can we do that? You know, they they have this divide and rule down so well that the people have not really united. And I see even within the alt media, so many people, there's so many factional, tribal kind of behaviors, jealousy and all of this kind of shit going on amongst this, quote, alt media that's supposed to be all about the, getting the truth out there, you know? So it's like they, they have that control just through their methodology of keeping people pitted against each other, ununited, disunited, and you know, and and therefore getting away with all the crimes over and over. We see it. So, yeah, that's the big challenge we face because um, they, they own the court systems. I mean, uh, George Soros has bought off a lot of the, the uh, district attorneys, the attorney generals, uh, 
the whole court system of the United States has been completely captive now by those George Soros types. Uh, Occasionally, you might run into a judge that's actually clean and honest and trying to do the right thing, upholding the law. But that's more of an exception, definitely an exception. They're all corrupt and they're all bought, almost. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's real bad. Um, And that's why we don't see... I mean, you know, all this evidence of, of a pandemic being a depopulation, premeditated murder agenda, all the evidence out there, is there any kind of court action? Has one attorney general in any state actually gone to court? And has any judge even listened? No, it, it's like they're bought and sold. And so it's like all the institutional structure, the infrastructure of government and courts, they're not on our side. So, yeah. No, I mean, uh, you know, if we think back to the uh, the Credit River decision, if you've heard of that, I think that goes back some decades now. But the judge there who actually made the right call in, in support of the people, we the people, um, ended up dead very shortly, very shortly after that. Um, and that was that was many, many years ago. So to your point, uh, yes, it is very heavily infiltrated and controlled now. Um, you know, it's getting back to Gaza. What kind of uh, situation are the, the people of Gaza in now at this point with, with Israel, the government of Israel, escalating its violence against them now? They're wiping them out. I mean, have you seen some of those photos? I mean, it's just total plunder of, of all these buildings. Uh, and they're just coming at them on an hourly basis with airstrikes and artillery hits. And, and I mean, they're pulverizing what's left of this narrow little strip where it's highly condensed people. Uh, the, den- the, the population density of Gaza is above everything, everywhere else, on the earth almost. Uh, so there are thousands that are dying. Uh, and, and and they got the green light. The, the whole world behind it clapping. Uh, you know, I mean, it's insane. It's insane what's happening. Uh, where's the humanity left in people, uh, you know, to understand the horror that's being put on these poor people that, have nothing to do with Hamas. Most of the civilian population, there hasn't been a Hamas election since 2006. You know, it's like they're completely separate. 90% of all the people in Gaza have nothing to do with Hamas. It's, you know, and yet they are the victims of all the bombs being dropped. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's a horror show. It's it's awful, and you know I'm glad you you make the point about people's humanity. I mean that's really what this boils down to is is you know we we need to we need to find a way to rise above this this oh they did this they did that let's tit for tat eye for an eye kind of stuff. Uh, it's getting us absolutely nowhere, and nobody in their right mind who is in their right mind is going to be cheering for the deaths of. Anybody, I don't care who it is, whether it's people in the Israeli population or the Palestinian population, if you find yourself on one of those sides barracking for that team and cheering for the deaths of these people, you have lost your mind. You are absolutely not in your right mind. You have been wetikoed completely. And and you mentioned in your article here, mate, um, in the space of four days, 
Over 260,000 Palestinians have become displaced. Now it's up to 340,000. It's going up by the day by 100,000 every day. I mean, they're wiping out Gaza. I mean, they plan to basically take over and move the Israeli citizens in uh, and just completely displace, you know, the poor Palestinians. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable what's being allowed to happen now. Yeah, it is. It's, it's mind-blowing. I mean, they've held Palestine as an open-air prison for for decades. I mean, sorry, for the Gaza Strip in particular as an open-air prison for decades. Um and now, you know, it's just like that final push, right? Wipe it out, take it over. Um, is this, how do you see this, you know, in connection with the Greater Israel Project? What's the, can you maybe have, make a comment or two about the Greater Israel Project in all of this? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they, they have maps of, of Palestine and, and and then Israel when it came to be in 1948. And, and over the years, you see the, the Palestine, the Palestinian, you know, environment, just shrink, shrink, shrink uh, into like now it's going to be nothing because they'll pulverize everything. Uh, that's that's the the internal greater Israel project they've been working on. But there's the external of taking Arab lands, uh, expanding the borders of Israel into Lebanon and, and other areas, Syria, um, they they have uh i mean it's been around for a long time this plan of, of expanding israel expanding the power um you know the the protocols of zion that come pretty much called it as far as what's going to happen and uh albert pike a confederate general back in 1871 wrote to giuseppe mazzini the head of freemason of, of italy and he was spelling out there's going to be three world wars and the third world war is going to be uh, Islam versus Judaism war. Uh, and it's going to be Armageddon in the Middle East. Uh, and here we go, you know, 152 years later, uh, it looks like it's being played out as we speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting to, to think, I mean, disturbing maybe I should say, to think about as Israel, say, the state of Israel, the government expands the territory that they're claiming, the, the territory of Israel. I mean, the Israeli government, through the, the scamdemic, treated its population with a very, very heavy hand. And what we're seeing around the world is this push, you know, the WEF talks about it all the time, this push towards smart cities, total digital surveillance, total digital control, um, and, you know, these obviously, this is all going to, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? This is all dovetailing. It's all moving in the same direction. Um, I shudder to think what these places would be like to live in in the greater Israel region in 5, 10, 20 years when they've actually got these cities set up and they have the level of surveillance and control over the population. I mean, we saw how they treated their own people in 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 uh, Israel, and it was absolutely abhorrent during the scandemic with all the you know the the poison, the injections, and all this stuff, and the mandates. Um, life under that total digital surveillance uh, control system in Greater Israel. I mean, I can't think of a more dystopian kind of a, a vision for the future. That's where they're headed for all of us. They they have this agenda that they're going to captivate all of humanity within those smart cities and total 24-hour surveillance. You cannot 
Everything's digital, so you can't, you know, use cash. That's going to be outlawed. Um, I mean, that's their agenda. We've known about it now for quite a few years, uh, and now they're implementing it. Um, and, I mean, they have all kinds of plans for, you know, the demolish Ukraine. That's what they do. They demolish entire cities and city-states and nations, uh, and then they bring in, you know, their agenda of smart city control, dystopic control. And that's what's, uh, you know, their agenda is their aim all over the earth, uh, along with wiping out like 90 to 95% of the population. Mm, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, well, at this point, uh, I feel like I feel like the the basics of... I don't know, the Israel-Palestine situation, uh, you know, you know, we've more or less covered, I think, the essentials. Or do you feel like we've overlooked anything? I think it's it's very interesting to me the the idea that they're pushing this, oh, it was a surprise attack. And you, you've spoken to this already, but they, they're going to run with this, this, oh, they took us by surprise, you know, the most heavily fortified nation in the in the Mideast, you know, biggest nuclear arsenal. Um, and you talk in detail about the 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 defences they've got around Israel, like, um, you know, former IDF soldiers talking about sensors that go off if so much as a cat walks past or near the wall, um, robotic weaponry installed at the border. They've got these, these, where is it? I'm going to find it here. Um, they spent December 2021 in your article, you say the Israeli government spent nearly a billion dollars over a span of three years. I think you mentioned this earlier, building this defense wall involving a multiple chain linked 30 foot structure, virtually impenetrable without immediate security defense forces being dispatched to the scene. So immediately there, they're going to be there within minutes, but we've been told that this Hamas, supposed Hamas attack, uh, you know, there was no response for like four or five hours or something. I mean, this is, un- this is very the majority difficult. Of the- the majority of the IDF force is actually uh, in the West Bank. Right. They redeployed them for this whole operation. You know, and that's what my point earlier at the very beginning was they, that is a pattern that they do when they do all these false flags. They take out the, quote, people that are in control that would stop it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so over and over and over again, we see that pattern. And uh, so here we are, you know, yeah, they, um, I mean, and and of course they have their plans for the West Bank. They've been doing the expansion of the settlements, the Israeli settlements and and pushing that agenda. Uh, And then I I make the point that uh, we have uh, people in, in the government, including the minority leader in the house and uh, you know, the, people in the Defense Department, State Department, they're all saying another unprovoked attack, you know, what they used in Ukraine, same deal, you know. And uh, and the reality is, look at what the Israelis have been doing to the Palestinians forever, and you say this is unprovoked. In 2023, there have been 248 deaths of Palestinians uh, in these areas that they've been controlling and taking over. They they took over a mosque, I believe, in the West Bank, uh, shortly, just like three or four days before the, quote, invasion, the surprise attack. Three or four days, they took over a, a, a mosque. I believe it, it might have been West Bank or something like that. No, I, I think it was actually 
uh, East Jerusalem. They, they did that. Um, and it was all idea coordinated, you know. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, unprovoked, get off their lies. I mean, I mean, you know, it's it's hard to believe they can still trot that line out after the seventy years plus of of just brutal occupation of of the lands of Palestine. Um, but yeah, it was in your article you do say they reportedly stormed the East Jerusalem Jerusalem Al Aqsa Mosque um, compound, which was under the protection of the Israeli forces. So yeah, um, how I mean, if if they weren't at the point, if someone wasn't at the point of feeling like they were going to take action, um, you'd have to wonder how much provocation would it take to get a response. But of course, we know that you know that's the surface level stuff, and we know that Hamas is not how it's presented in the media, and we know that the Israeli government is not what it's presented as in the in the media. You know, Mossad. I mean, it just it goes on and on. The reason I keep drawing our attention back to this stuff is because we have to get past this. The, the media programming and media narrative, which is designed to put us into one camp or the other and then keep us fighting and bickering and distracting and, and you know, harvesting energy and feeding energy into a conflict that most of us are not directly affected by, maybe some of us indirectly. But um, this is this is a thing like to create a healthy boundary and a healthy distance and understanding of, hey, there's something more going on here, which is why we're talking about this stuff. And what's being presented is is a very, very heavily distorted, manipulated version of events. Right. Yeah. Somebody's got to tell the truth. <laughs> well, that's why we're here getting paid the big bucks to do it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, okay, mate. I feel like I feel like this is a kind of a natural conclusion point. Um, and you know, I really, really do appreciate you getting up at a horrendous hour of the morning to to have a chat with me, um, six a.m. your time. Um, maybe you could let people know uh, where to say follow your writing, catch your writing, or best ways to keep in contact with you. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I'm uh, writing for JamesHFetzer.org. Jim Fetzer, great man. Uh, boy, he, he's like the godfather of all false flags, uh, going back to the JFK assassination. Um, anyway, his site, jameshfetzer.org. I put all my writing on. Uh, also, thegovernmentrag.com. There's another good site. Uh, and even my old editor at Veterans Today, uh, uh, Gordon Duff is is putting uh, all my work on his site inteldrop.org um and uh, and then other sites uh pick it up occasionally um <laughs> and um and then you can find uh, and I do a radio show a revolution radio show uh you go to the archives if you're not awake at 6 a.m. on Friday morning east coast time um uh, but yeah, I, I do a news review, uh, two hours on the radio every week up with Revolution Radio, uh, and get into a lot of this. And uh, and then you can find uh, my five books on the topic of the pedophilian empire, Satan, sodomy, and the deep state, um, on for free on pedoempire.org. Um, and uh, and then you know if you want the actual paperbacks you can order them on amazon beautiful yeah and, and thanks for mentioning that i wanted you to make sure you did mention that because 
Uh, that is a great reference for anyone who wants to, you know, dive into that subject and get a better handle on it. And and also, if I may say so, a tremendous, you know, contribution and service to to humanity. The fact that you've put so much time and effort into that and uh, literally giving it away just because it needs it, this is work that needs to be done. So I salute you for that, mate. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, it's been a pleasure chatting again. And um, I will, yeah, look forward to our next conversation, Joaquin. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll keep in touch. We're warriors on the same path. Truth. No doubt, no doubt, brother. Truth, the truth path. All right, brother, you take care. We'll leave you to it. All right, Brandon. Bye-bye. Cheers, mate. Bye. So just to conclude, um, you know, I I agree with a lot of what Joaquim says. Um, and the reason I, I harp on, I, if you feel like I'm harping on, I sometimes feel like I, I am maybe, but I, I focus on a certain few key points to, to really try to drive them home because this is the stuff that is overlooked, intentionally omitted, um, by the mainstream in general and by, you know, these silly, whatever you want to call them, alt-right people uh, who should know better, you know, Jordan Peterson and Ben Shapiro, who are essentially baying for the blood of of the people of Palestine um, by cheering on the absolutely demented criminal government of Israel, which doesn't give a shit about its people. It's all that, all that posturing about caring about its people, people is nonsense. I mean, you know, how much empathy and compassion could that entity have if you look at the way that it's dealt with the people of Palestine over the last seven decades, plus um, zero compassion, zero empathy, nothing, nada, zip, zero. And that was what we saw through the scandemic, the way that it treated its own citizens. So please don't fall for the nonsense that the Israeli government cares about the Israeli people at the highest levels. It doesn't. It's serving a completely different master, a completely different agenda. My interest, uh, or one of my interests in talking to Joaquin was to get past the mainstream narrative of, you know, this this team versus that team and this tribe versus that tribe and, um, you know, to help people who are maybe, you know, in the camp of of uh, my, my old old mate here who, who uh, called me delusional uh, by saying uh, the things that I've been sharing, you know, drawing attention to the fact that Hamas was helped, uh, the, the state of Israel helped create Hamas. Um, and how absurd the narrative is. You know, the narrative in these psyops is always completely absurd. It never adds up. It never makes sense. You know, Israel is the most heavily fortified, defended uh, entity in the Middle East. The idea that, you know, people could just parachute in there, guns blazing, without them knowing about it in advance or at least finding out um, before, it, before it reached its, um, you know, bloody climax is, is ludicrous. Um, and I just want people, my my goal is to move people beyond where, you know, to help me if they want to move beyond where people like the Jordan Petersons and Ben Shapiro's are stuck at um, in their, the perspective that they hold and are promoting and the tribalism and the lack of care and lack of humanity that they are pushing. Um, and what we can do for the most part, most of us are not directly affected by this. I know some people, um, you know, I've recently... Uh, I had a conversation with Adam Biggleson, who has been on the podcast, uh, say, four months ago, roughly. Um, and, you know, he's connected to we, we have a bunch of mutual friends. And and one of those mutual friends uh, knows some people uh, who lost friends in Israel um, through this this Hamas attack. So I'm not here to say that something didn't happen. I'm not here to say that people weren't hurt, killed. I'm not here to say that it wasn't um, atrocious and appalling because any form of violence like this is atrocious, atrocious and appalling. I don't care who it's directed at. It's never justifiable and it's never 
It's never acceptable. And we've got to move past that, this reactionary mindset of, oh, well, let's, you know, give them hell because they, let's, you know, bring the hammer down on them um, and blow them to smithereens, forgetting the fact that the vast majority of people who live in Gaza and Palestine have nothing to do with what happened and would not have supported it. And they're the ones who are going to be paying with their lives now that the Israeli government is basically levelling Gaza. As Joachim said, over 300,000 displaced Palestinians at this point and counting that number apparently is going up very quickly. So that is the the uh, level of care and concern that the government of Israel has towards Palestinians and its own people, zero. Um, as I said earlier in the show, the government of Israel thinks nothing of psyoping its own people, brainwashing them, manipulating them, lying to them, and, you know, fomenting this ongoing conflict and hostility. They do it intentionally through the IDF in part and through the media, controlled, bought, paid for media, and, you know, the people people like Jordan Peterson should know better. They should know better. And if you're not going to say something that is, you know, helping to foster or encourage peace um, or something more constructive than violent reactionary attitudes and calls for blood, if you're not going to do better than that, shut the fuck up. You're not helping. You are actually creating a situation here in, uh, indirectly helping to support the murder, the mass murder of many, many thousands of people. So please, let's try to raise ourselves above that level of petty, egoically driven, programmed, manipulated, brainwashed perception, and we can do better. I mean, Jordan Peterson, as a uh, psychologist, should know better than that. Um, but, you know, he's he's made it pretty plain where a bunch of his limitations lie over the last several years, um, starting with pushing the pointy thing um, and, you know, this kind of idiotic rhetoric that just serves nobody and and just encourages this mindless, moronic violence. Um, so we need to do better. And what we can do on the outside, looking in, most of us are not directly affected by this. What we can do is simply step back, keep your distance from it emotionally, don't get sucked into the emotional reactionary uh, vortex, step back, look at it more objectively, more dispassionately, understand that there are hidden agendas playing out, no doubt multiple levels of this, multiple levels. Um, and we're never going to know the full story. We, we never will. You know, we're not in those those meetings. We're not in those rooms. We're not able to be the fly on the wall, so to speak. But what we can do is hold a space of coherence on a personal level, which which means not being reactionary, not falling into rage, outrage, um, hatred, any of that sort of stuff towards that end of the spectrum is not helpful. What we want to do is foster coherence, which means go into a space of quietude, peace, love, whatever, anything in that direction, anything in that direction moves you towards coherence. And as we know from, you know, for example, the Maharishi experiments, we know about the Maharishi effect, a very small number of people have a very, when they are in unison and in coherence, holding the same intention, they have a massive, massive effect on far greater numbers of people, exponentially larger numbers of people. So uh, I think it was the square root of 1% of the number of people in a, t a town or city, square root of 1%. If they sit in coherence with the same intention, they can actually alter the entire group collective of that region in that town or city. 
So what we can do around the world is something similar. We can create our own Maharishi effect. What we need to do is sit in coherence, sit in a state of, you know, let's say call it walking the middle way for want of a better term and not get sucked into the emotional game that is being played here, the manipulation, the harvesting of energy, the harvesting of loosh, if you want to use that term from Robert Munro's books. And let's rise above it. Let's rise above these these stupid narratives, both in the mainstream and also the, the old right, the talking heads who are still, you know, manipulated and playing this game uh, and serving the uh, serving the beast, so to speak. Let's rise above it. Hold space for something better. Hold space for peace. Hold space for actual progress and moving forward. If you want to send intention of something constructive, the intention of peace, something general, generic, it's fine. It's good. It's constructive. You can do that. Send it into the region. Send it into the people of Palestine, the people of Israel. I'm not sure uh, what extent you might be able to affect the, the government, Um but, you know, these things are, are what we can do on the outside looking in as as observers and not get sucked into playing this stupid low-level game that so many are being manipulated by right now. So I hope that uh, makes it relatively clear where, where I stand on this, where I'm coming from. I just am sick and tired of the bloodshed. I'm sick and tired of the violence, the manipulation and the lies drive me nuts. That's why I do this, because the the level of deception and the manipulation of people's perception in these matters and you know far far beyond these matters every, you know every major thing that reaches the news every big world event global event whatever you know it's it's always the same story there's it's always about manipulating the perception of the masses so don't be part of the masses we need to um we need to remember our individuality and our responsibility to hold coherence and hold space for peace and something better than what is currently unfolding in many, many places on many levels. So yeah, I hope it's clear that I don't, you know, I'm not standing with anyone. I'm not standing with, with Palestine. I'm not standing with Hamas. I'm not standing with Israel. I'm not standing with the Israeli government and I'm not standing with Ukraine or any of that stuff. I'm not going to stand for the, the current thing that we're being told to stand for like a bunch, bunch of sheep. I won't be changing my profile picture on, on social media or any of this garbage. Um, and I hope, guys, that we're all kind of moving in the same direction here on the same page. Appreciate your time listening. Appreciate you being here. If you like what you've heard, if you enjoyed the interview, found it useful, please do share it around to your networks. Um, subscribe. And if you didn't like it, well, thanks for listening to the end anyway. And uh, I look forward to seeing you and catching up on the next episode. I believe it will be with Sam Higgins, who is one of the more interesting and intelligent humans and multidimensional humans that I've ever met. So make sure you keep an eye out for that. Until then, take care, rise above the nonsense, and I'll see you then. If you're a discerning, open-minded, and dedicated seeker who loves a good deep dive into the nature of reality and consciousness, then do check out my book, The Grand Illusion, composed of over 10,000 hours of research and experience. Find more information and reader reviews at brendandmurphy.com slash TGI.